0: Welcome, everyone. This is Coaching a Session. My name is Michael Rerden, and I will be a master coach today. And today we're going to be talking about nutrition. Now, nutrition is something that I have done a lot of work in my life. From when I was 16, out of shape because my mom just wanted to keep feeding me McDonald's because she thought I was too skinny. So I finally gained the weight. And then I said, Well, if you're in high school, right, how are you going to get the girls? How are you going to get the ladies, right? We need to figure out what type of foods we're going to eat. So I got rid of all the junk, the sodas and all the sweets and things like that. Not saying I didn't indulge in them once in a while, but it wasn't my main focus. It was typically rice, beans, and meat. That was what I grew up on Puerto Rican. Now, what I can tell you that is if I eat rice, beans, and meat today, I'm going to be gaining some weight very quickly. What happened to my body, right? Did my metabolism slow down? Did I develop a food allergy along the way? Or is that just life, right? At a certain age, you just can't eat the same things you ate when you were younger. Well, come to find out, our body likes different foods. Our body does well with different foods. And a lot of time people just eat the foods that they like. But does the body like the foods that you like? Or do the foods that you like agree with your body? I know it can be a difficult concept to understand. But today, we're going to be talking about that in my most recent blog. Does the foods we eat affect our mindset? If you're new to the channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and to share the video and audio to help build a community of like-minded individuals. Today, we're going to be talking about the foods that we eat. And I know sometimes the foods that we eat are just to give us fuel to make us feel full or the foods that we like, right? For example, pizza and ice cream. People like that type of food. Hamburgers and hot dogs, people like that type of food. Is that food good for you? Maybe good for the soul. Maybe if you are just craving it and it's a good thing, right? And you get this endorphin rush, right? Just, oh my goodness, this is so good. I understand that feeling. I understand that desire for wanting that type of food. But then at the same time, how do you feel after that? Do you feel fast? Do you feel slow? Do you feel energetic or do you feel lethargic? And people don't think about the energy that they get from their food. They just think about getting the food and i am a victim of that also 2016 when i had a mindset shift i had to make a choice do i keep just not taking care of my body or do i say i need to figure out well what does my body need it wasn't until my body broke until i said i can't move anymore i was like all right i have to make some changes and I, and i talk about the story in the blog because we are looking at something that we don't look at. The foods we eat, right? We go to the store, we get what we're told. We go through all the aisles. We see something we like. We see a new brand. It's like, oh, well, I want to try that. But do we look at the labels? When we turn the box around, it tells us how much fat, how much protein, how many carbs. Do you even know your macros? People don't even know their macros. If you are a longtime listener, I want you to recall In episode 100s or around there, probably like 120 or something like that, when I was doing the workshops, right? Workshop Wednesday, I did a whole episode on nutrition, how to read nutritional values on labels and boxes and things like that. So you can know how to do that. So check out that. What I want you to gain from this today is food and mindset, right? Because people think sometimes food and body, but what about food and mindset? Because our brain needs fuel. Otherwise it's not going to be functioning, right? So the foods we eat are the fuel for the body and the body houses the brain and the brain has the mindset, right? The mindset of how we think or the mindset of how we operate. And we're going to be talking about the good foods and the bad foods. And we're going to be talking about how to find the right foods for you. There is no secret to it, right? It's going to require some work. I know they do have some tests that you can. Get some blood work done and they can figure out what type of foods you will probably agree with, what foods you're allergic to. You can do that too, but there is an easier way besides getting a needle or pricked or whatever. You can do it on your own in the comfort of your own house and it doesn't require much effort. It just requires some awareness. So this blog came about when I was reading a book by Dr. Will Cole, and it was talking about the inflation spectrum. The inflation spectrum is how most foods that we eat are going to be inflammatory to our system. Don't know if you remember Dr. Anne, when we were talking about ED, she was talking about foods are inflammatory for men and how certain foods are inflammatory and alcohol is inflammatory, right? And what does that do to the body? We don't even know what happens to our body on a daily basis. We just kind of move through the day and we just expect our body to show up. That is one aspect that our body is really good at. All right, you need this much energy to do this. Okay, we will facilitate that, but don't expect more, especially with what you're giving me. You're giving me poor quality foods. You're giving me poor quality life, sleep, all of that. And you expect all these things to happen in your life. There's a reason why you go to to your nine to five and you come home and you're exhausted. Yes, a little bit is mindset. Yes, a little bit is habits, but a lot could be to the foods you eat. Because if you are just going through life eating poor quality food, you're going to have poor quality energy. The fact that we have foods that are going to be inflammatory to us, it just means our body has to work extra. I'm not sure if you realize this, but it takes a huge amount of energy for your body to digest food, a meal. The reason why intermittent fasting is so popular and is so effective is because your body is saying, okay, this is my window that I'm going to work extra hard for breaking down food, getting the nutrients I need from the foods that you're going to be taking in. But yeah, if you eat in the morning, you eat in the afternoon, you eat in the evening, how many hours is that of eating a day, right? So let's say you wake up at six in the morning, right and let's say breakfast is at seven. Maybe dinner is at five or six, right? or something along those lines. Maybe it is at seven, right? So you're eating for about ten to twelve hours a day. But if you do intermittent fasting, you might have an eight hour window block that doesn't mean you're going to eat the whole entire eight hours because you might eat from let's say twelve to eight, but you might only eat a meal. From 12 to 3 and be full. Because if you're doing intermittent fasting, you're probably aware of what type of foods you're putting into your body. And that is the key component to mindset, right? The foods that we're bringing in, how are they making us feel? 2016, again, I was eating bacon egg and cheeses on a roll, and I was eating hamburgers and just bad quality foods. Now, I wasn't really gaining any weight because I just wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating a lot. I would just eat one sandwich a day. And it wasn't because I just wanted one sandwich, right? I would have loved to have had 10 or 15 sandwiches, right? But my appetite wasn't there, right? I was just going through so much stuff in my life. And I found that I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to sleep. I just didn't want to do anything, right? I was just in that depression state. I said, I have to get out of it. How do I get out of it, right? And I talk about it in the blog. I had a buddy. He was a trainer. Even though I was, again, I knew how to work out. been working out already for the past 15 years at that point, I was like, wait, what's really going on right now? I know how to work out. I know what my body needs. So why am I not doing it? What is the reason why I'm not showing up? And the reason why was because I had that roadblock. And it's important when you have a roadblock that you have someone right next to you helping you, whether you are being pushed past that roadblock or that person is helping you knock down that roadblock, right? It, it doesn't matter the, the method. What matters is that you have a mission. You find your purpose. So he was able to create a workout plan for me and he was able to create a diet plan for me, right? A nutrition guide for me. From there, I started to eat more. I started to be more active in my body and my health because where I was going, again, it wasn't a good place to be, right? I wouldn't be here today speaking to you if I didn't make some changes in my life. But it required someone to be there for me, right? To be that guide, that guidepost. And I hope this episode can be that guidepost for you. Because when you're working out, right, it's not so much about what you've always done. Or when you're creating your diet plan, it's not about what foods you have always been eating. It's not that because if you just keep doing the same old things, you're going to get the same old results. So my body had shifted at that time and I'm like, man, my body has shifted. Life circumstances have, you know, knocked me down and now I have to work through both of these changes. They're big changes too. Easy option would be just to ignore it and whatever happens, happens, right? To my body, to my mind, just allow it to happen and just live life, right? Complacent and in comfort or in what seemingly would be comfort. If I look back, it would be uncomfort because I would be writhing in regret because I wanted to do something, but I didn't. I didn't take action. And I probably would have taken action later in my life, but I'm happy I did it in my 20s because if I didn't do it in my 20s and my 30s, I couldn't shine. And if I did it in my 30s, then of course, my 40s, I would shine. It takes time to build. And the foods we eat, it takes time to allow them to do their work. Just because you ate a salad for lunch, it doesn't mean it's gotten rid of the bacon that you had for breakfast. It doesn't mean that it's going to get rid of the cheeseburger you're going to have in the evening. Yeah, you're being healthy. You're eating a healthy meal, but we're not talking about just a healthy meal. We're talking about a healthy lifestyle because that healthy lifestyle is going to lead to your mindset, the mindset of being healthy. Because if you're going to give your brain poor quality foods, you're going to have poor quality energy and poor quality results. So when I went on that journey to change the foods that I was eating, I didn't have a fancy book like the one that Dr. Cole wrote talking about the inflammation process, all right, And what foods cause inflammation. I didn't have that. But what I knew and what I excel at, and the reason why I think I'm a Good coach is that I have one of the strengths of cause and effect, right? So if you are not familiar with the Clifton strength test, I encourage you to take it and figure out what your strengths are. One of my strengths are cause and effect, right? It's, it doesn't say cause and effect, but basically it is what cause and effect is, right? So we have the ability or I have the ability to look at something and see the cause and the effect. I can see a situation and then what is the result, right? The cause and then the effect, right, of that. We can be highly successful in just that aspect, not even looking at my other skills and my other knowledge and my other wisdoms and all my other trainings, just that alone, my strength, cause and effect helps me be a better coach. So I was in 2017 at this time now, right? The year already passed. And I'm experimenting with foods. I'm like, okay, well, what foods are good? Because I was eating the same old foods that I was eating when I was younger. And I was like, okay, well, I had a lot of rice when I was a kid and I ate a lot of pasta and I was doing all this stuff. And then I realized that the food that I was eating was just not... Was not good for me, right? Because I was getting back in the gym, trying to get back in shape. I had no energy and I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And I'm like, why am I not getting the results that I want? What what am I doing wrong, right? I'm doing the same thing that I always was doing. And come to realize it was the foods that I was eating. So I was basically working backwards. I'm over here paving the way and then someone's behind me just knocking the road that I just paved. Or I'm over here smoothing out the cement and someone's just trotting along behind me putting footprints in the cement that I just smoothed out. Yes, right? We get to work and then see our results. or we get to work and then all our work is basically for naught because we were just doing things that counteracts that, right? So you can have a salad for lunch, but if you have a bad breakfast and a bad dinner, was that salad really helpful? In the scheme of things, yes, right. You know, you ate healthy. You're beginning that process. You're beginning the habit of having a salad. But what happens if you just change your whole entire system from morning to the evening? I want to warn people about diets, and I and I talk about diets too. Dr. Cole is a guy who loves keto. He's like, all right, keto, keto, keto. Stay away from carbs. My advice is. To not follow fad diets like keto, to follow cold 30 and, and, and all this stuff, it is effective, right? You will lose weight, but it doesn't create the lifestyle. Most people who go on keto are not going on keto to stay on keto. Most people who go on keto go on keto to lose 15, 20, 30 pounds, whatever, or I lost 30 pounds and then boom, they gain it back. The reason why is because the foods that we are going to consume is our mindset. So if we're in the mindset of keto, 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 and then we get off keto. Guess what? The foods that we're going to eat next are not keto. And now we have the same body we did, right? So did we just waste three months? Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe you had an event that you wanted to look good for. And then after the event was done, you were like, I don't care how my body looks. It happens. But regardless of that, right? Fad diets, if you stay away from them, you'll be better. But what I did was I just experimented with different foods. So I tried rice, and I tried beans, and I tried pasta, and I tried vegetables, and I tried chicken, and I tried steak, and I tried all my favorites, right? Which foods work better for me? What foods work best for my body, okay? So I would do some yogurt and some different other stuff, some different types of chips, because I like to eat chips. And I found that carbs in me are not, hmm, I guess you can say friends. So, I have to stay away from like the white starchy type of carbs, the carbohydrates of like flour, anything like white flour. So, like some of the chips have it. Have to stay away from like bread and things like that because that's not helpful for me. Then we get into the grains like rice. Like I can't have rice without gaining weight. Like if I want to gain weight, I'll eat some rice, all right? So, I can do that. And then I found that I can eat like oatmeal But when I was a kid, I did not like oatmeal. When I was an adult now, I'm like, oatmeal is so good for me. Oatmeal is like the superfood for me. Like when I eat oatmeal, I feel good and I look good. And I'm like, that's mindset right there, right? If I'm eating this oatmeal, I look good and I feel good. If you look good and you feel good, what do you think that's going to do to your mind? What do you think that's going to do to your mindset? What do you think that's going to do for the rest of your day? And then not even to talk about the aspect of the rest of your life. If you find the foods that resonate with you, that your body's like, hey, keep it going. This is some good stuff. You don't have to like it. I didn't like oatmeal. Now I can pour me a bowl and say, all right, I'm going to have some oatmeal. And I'm not even like cringing about it. Yeah, it took some time for me to figure out this food is really good for me. I should like it or how to cook it the way that I am going to like it. Because some people, they like overnight oats. Some people, they want to put some stuff in them, some berries. and some, you know, dried fruits and some nuts and cool, right? Whatever fits your lifestyle and whatever fits your diet, because you can be putting all that stuff in there and then find out that it now is unhealthy for you. So you have to experiment. And the reason why I like this book, not because he talks about keto and all that stuff, but he gives you a process how to eliminate the foods in your life. It's a systematic approach. For me, there was no system. It was just me and a notepad. And I said, this is the foods that I'm eating. I was using my fitness pal. And I was like, okay, this is the food. This is what I'm doing. And we'll see what happens. Right. So I'll try it out for a week, try it out for a month. And I go, okay, let me see the results. Let me look at the scale. Let me look in the mirror. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. But if you're willing and you have the time and you have the dedication to do that, it is very effective to do it yourself, right? Because then you could say, I did this by myself and now you know for sure because you went through that failure. Remember, failure is going to be the best lessons you can ever have. So if you eat wrong food and you're aware that that food is not helping you, you're going to say, wow, I just learned that this food is not good for me. Let me try to stay away from it, right? Or let me limit what I eat, all right? So for example, if you find pizza is not good for you, not saying you can't have pizza, but don't have it every single night. Heck, maybe not every single week, once a month, maybe once every two weeks, whatever. And this is not to say that you can't have a cheat meal every single week, but you have to understand the thing about a cheat meal. Cheat meals are going to be your meals that just forego your diet once in a while. How often should you have a cheat meal is going to depend on how often you train. Because if you are doing moderate to light training and you have a very sedentary job where you're just sitting all day long then cheat meal at the end of the week for you because you earned it is probably not a good idea because you didn't work hard enough. Your body doesn't even need that extra surplus of food. But if you're working out, doing marathons, all this stuff, right? And you are just like on your grind and you just are craving for some cheesecake or something like that. Heck, have it, all right? Have your cheesecake, right? And then understand that you're not going to eat the whole cheesecake, right? Moderation, right? People, moderation. But you learn about the foods that you eat from the book, right? Because it gives you that process to, all right, these are the foods we're going to eliminate week one. So in week one, you're going to eliminate certain types of grains, breads, maybe nuts, things like that. The second week, you're going to eliminate dairy, yogurt, all, all of that stuff. And then the third week, you're going to like eliminate certain types of vegetables that are known to cause inflammation. And then from there, you're going to be left with a very limited diet of the foods that you can eat that do not cause inflammation. Yes, the foods that are left, you might find that you don't like them and you might find that they're not bringing you enough energy and things like that. But I will say that the foods that he recommends in the book are going to be high energy foods. You might have to learn to like them, like I had to learn to like oatmeal, but you will find that you are in a better place when you're eating some of these foods. And then you might even find that I don't want to eat this food and you don't have to, right? You can eat whatever you want. So we have that choice. And then at some point, when we start to see some results in our body starts to get back in its natural rhythm. All right, now we're going to start adding foods. So you're going to add your rice back or, or your grains back, and you're going to add your beans and you're going to add certain vegetables in your dairy and you're going to see how your body reacts to it. Does your body blow up? Do you feel like lethargic? Do you feel nauseous? Like what's going on with you, right? you have an allergic reaction somewhere, maybe in your tongue, maybe in your skin somewhere, regardless of the reaction, right? Your body is going to say, well, this food is good for me. This food is having an adverse effect. And if the food is having an adverse effect, your body has to clean that out. Now your body is working even harder to get rid of the toxins that we give it, to get rid of the toxins that you're giving it, all right? Because your body is just saying, hey, like, I don't know what this is. I don't even know what to do with it. Or when I use the stuff that you give me, it's like, it's not helping me. Everyone has a unique body. So I can't just say, all right, everyone, here's your diet plan and everyone follow this and you'll be in shape and you'll have a good mindset. No, you have to do the work. In the book, it talks about that, but you can also do it like how I did it with no guide, with no knowledge of anything, just understanding what foods you eat and then asking yourself the question, how did that food make me feel? If you have some rice and some beans and some steak at night, you might say, well, that tasted good, right? right? We're not worried about taste. The next day, do you have a hard time waking up in the morning? When you look in the mirror, how do you look? Do you find that you're a little bit more puffy in the cheeks? Do you find that you're a little bit more round in the belly? You have to ask yourself those questions that we don't think about. And then at that point, when you start to realize, all right, I'm doing all of these things in my life, I need the energy to get those things done. Because in this podcast and in the career of, in the business of Repping Concepts, we talk about how to reach more potential in your life, how to be more than what you are right now. And if you don't have the energy in order to get to that point in your life, we need to figure out how to get to that energy. And that is why I wrote this blog. Do the foods you eat affect your mindset? Because the foods that we eat will affect our energy, which affects our health and which affects everything we do, which affects mindset, right? Mindset is like that middle block that is right there in the middle, right? So it's like this is our way up to things, but we have to understand. If we don't have that middle block there, right, that mindset aspect or discipline aspect or the habit aspect, we are going to find that we're not going to be able to push past into the next levels. And a lot of people get stuck there, right? A lot of people get stuck on the mindset aspect. They just have a wrong mindset about things. Well, they just say, well, I'm going to do it my way, right? This sounds like my wife. She was looking to lose some weight in the beginning of our marriage and our relationship. And I said, not a problem. I can help you do that. It was a year long process for her. And she was always just telling herself in her mind, oh, you know, I don't want to lose too much weight because I'll look skinny and things like that. I'm like, no, you have an excess amount of weight on you right now. And then it wasn't until she saw her body when she got down to the waist and she was like, I look good. And then not only did she look better, she felt better. You don't even realize how much your body has to work when you have extra weight on it. I know I have extra weight on me right now because I'm like bulking up right now, like going to the gym, lifting very heavy. That is something I want to do. This is not by accident, right? I'm not like, oh, I, you know, I gained a you know, a winter 15, you know, like I'm not doing that, right? I'm I'm still going to the gym five days a week. I'm still working out. I'm still conscious about my eating, even though, yeah, I can have more cheat meals and things like that. But again, I'm looking at, is this food beneficial for me? Because if I wasn't thinking that, I'll probably have cake every single day. I'll probably be eating ice cream every single night. The foods are good. I like them but they don't like me, all right? So we can't be friends anymore, cake. We can't be friends anymore, ice cream. As much as I wanna stay best friends with you and have those heart-shaped necklaces where I give you half and then I have the other half and we can unite them and we can say, we're best friends ever. Food doesn't care about being your best friend, but we can care enough to figure out what foods are gonna be our friend, what foods are going to help us get to the body and to the mindset that we're looking for. Because if you just operate under the mindset of, I'll do it by myself. I'm going to try this fad diet and this fad diet. And you don't follow the wisdom of someone who has already walked the path, whether it be from me just understanding that process and identifying your food, eliminating what foods you find are not helpful for you. And then maybe even getting a book, figuring out what foods can cause inflation, learning about the different qualities of foods, different types of foods, because if you go to the grocery store, it's a big place, unless you live in a small town, right? But the grocery store has all these vegetables and fruits in the produce section and you're like, whoa, this is a lot of stuff. Well, let me stick with what I know. Apples, pears, grapes, watermelon, not even pineapple and mangoes maybe because you might not have grown up on them. You might stay away from plums because you don't really have them. You might stay away from peaches because you never had them. You might stay away from kale because you never had it. So there's a lot of foods that we can experiment with. And I encourage you to first figure out what foods work for you, what foods you like, and then create a meal plan on that. Not saying that you need a meal prep and things like that. Just understand what foods are going to do best for you. And then once those foods start working for you, your mindset is going to start working for you and then your whole life is going to change because the foods that you do eat will affect your mindset. So let's affect your mindset in a positive and powerful way so you can start to get the life that you want. My name is Michael Reardon and I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me session at gmail.com and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching and Session. Until then, everyone take care.